It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans, and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, where they used to have a sign that was right across from me that listed all the various specials and half-price stuff they had going on here. But that's unfortunately gone in 2018, so now it's left to me to remember to tell you that they have a three-hour happy hour here every day of the week. It's one of my favorite places. Isn't it? it? April yes. Dupree is here from WWL-TV. Yes. And first time on a podcast or not? No. What I was the last one you did? Um, What's going on on that? Oh, that's our oh, show. Oh, that's us, yeah. <laughs> well, that's off-putting. Um, podcast no, inception. Yeah. What was the last podcast you did, April? Oh, it was three women from New Orleans, and for the life of me, I can't oh, remember the well, name Thomas, of Thomas, Thomas, our tech person, oh does gosh. that. I am... Um, the Ladies Who. The called. Ladies, yes. Was it? Exactly, yes. What did you talk about? Um, what if women empowerment? It was during women the empowerment. Um, These guys are into women empowerment as well, right? Of Chris Hockepel is here and Bob playing from the band from the Van Buris. <laughs> Do you know the Van Buris, you guys? No, but I'm okay. interested to learn more. Chris does. Chris is the founding member of the Van Buris, right? That's right. Now, how come people have not heard of it, including me, until today? That's because we just relocated here a year ago. Yeah, we were uh, from Baton Rouge, which honestly is not that far down the way. But you it's know, not that far. That that stretch of nothing, I guess, is enough to get people to not know. <laughs> but we we relocated here in New Orleans a year ago and been what, enjoying it ever since. What made you move? Well, New Orleans. You just <laughs> drawn by the power of gravity. Of course, like this is the place to be for a musician. You know, we're really? having the time of our lives. And what were you doing in Baton Rouge in the first place? Studying, going to college. Right, Bob. Yeah. What were you studying? Well, uh, I studied music at LSU. I'm actually from Baton Rouge, so I would have been just hanging out there anyways. Right. I decided I might so as well go to school. So you didn't go away to college. You just stayed home. No, uh, the tops thing. They offered me some money. What is tops? <laughs> That's for smart kids. Tops is for smart kids. How did you get into that? Uh, it turns out I did all right in school. Come on. I tested so all right. On the ACT, and what, stuff. Sort of, what did you get for your ACT? I got a 30. A three, oh, a, a 30. You got a 30. Yeah. Okay, I'm writing that down now. Bob me. Walker's here from WTIX. This guy's a fucking legend. You, got, right. you people are too young to know about WTIX, but right? Put it into perspective you guys went to LSU, and so did I. All right, and uh, if you've ever listened to the campus radio station there, I was the one that launched it. Oh, in 1965. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Back then it was uh, called WLSU. Okay. And uh, their first show was my first show. Awesome. That's, that's cool. We've cool. spent a lot of time on, on yeah. KLSU. I can tell yeah. you have that, uh-huh. that good radio voice. He's, got a, he's, he's cool. a legend. Have you ever had WTIX? It's well honed, believe me. Many years. <laughs> many sure. years. So the, your first ever radio gig, Bob, number one, was on... On WLSU. W-L- it was called WLSU. WLSU in 1965. November 15th, 1965. I'm writing that down. At 3 p.m. You're you're 21. Uh, Yeah. November 15th. We'll go with that. Back to the future. At 3 p.m. That was your first time ever on the radio. Mm -hmm. So what what was the first thing you said? You know, it's funny. Uh, I'm hoping it's going to be funny. Everybody I know, myself included, that has uh, made a career out of radio, they all have the same story that uh, when... As much as you anticipate it, and oh boy, I can't wait to get there and do it. When you sit there for the first time and you open the mic, 
and all of a sudden <laughs> you don't hear anything and you realize it's got to come out of your mouth. It's yeah. like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> So you just uh, say the call letters, you know. WLSU, it's 3 p.m. That's sort of. Right. Well, it's kind of limp, I know, but that's what, cool, what people that's do. That's how you start it out. Uh-huh. What, um, what made you want to get into radio in the first place? How oh. old were you? You were 1965. You 19. Were three. Mm-hmm. You were 19. I was 19. <laughs> okay. So and, uh, what made you want to be in radio? Was it a cool thing to do in those days? Cool. I always did. Uh, radio was cool when I was a kid, and it was an right. entirely different than it is now. The people who, the disc jockeys, they were fun guys, and they were live, and you could call them up and talk right. to them. And uh, I was an only child, and I think the radio was the, the siblings that I never had. I would be up till late at night calling these guys to request and, you know, just to talk to them and all. And, and you, it, it fascinated you... me to know that, that my voice or their voice would be getting into houses and cars and across town. And not only that, but if you had a good uh, wave skip, you could be broadcasting to Nashville or Cleveland or someplace in Nebraska. Wave and it just skip is not, a, not a term you hear very often anymore. No, not on Wave FM. skip. What does that mean? That means <laughs> that with the radio waves. On AM, yeah, on AM, the, uh, the uh, it would bounce off the ionosphere. The and ionosphere. It could keep bouncing and bouncing and bouncing. So it sounds like you're describing an acid trip. <laughs> Well, how, much, how much acid do you guys do these days? <laughs> None. <laughs> Is that right? I haven't. You've never done it? I guess there's always a first for everything, though. What about we'll you, see. Bob, too? Have you on acid right, swallowed? Uh, yeah, I've done it. <laughs> so I feel like he's on it right now. Really <laughs> hey, Paul, have you got any acid on you? Oh, no, I'm good. Unless right. you're in batteries? No. Battery acid. <laughs> <laughs> so are people still doing acid in rock and roll bands? Definitely. Well, why aren't you doing it, Chris? I just, you're the, the singer. opportunity never arose. What do you mean the opportunity? I don't know. I mean, I'd do it if it was there. You would? If I was in the right place and there was a nice psychedelic flag in front of me to stare at for a good hour or so. Well, I think you have to be committed to more than an hour. <laughs> you have to be up for more like works. six or ten hours. I really, I'm only really not good that at I know that I drinking that and playing. Book. I'm not good at doing drugs and playing. Right. Because I get real nervous. Like, everybody's <laughs> looking at me and it's like, Well, I don't ah. think just... Does doing drugs go with playing music, actually? Oh, you should have been there in the 60s. What, what was the deal? <laughs> Sly and the Family Stone. You ever heard of them? Yes. Uh-huh. But what were they? They were the grandparents of uh, the drug culture. But what are they fucked up on, though? Was it stuff <laughs> you like... You name it. Was it acid? Could you... Can you swallow acid and play? Like, can... You can go on YouTube now and, and uh, look up a video on Sly Stone and... The poor, he's just whacked out. I mean, he's still alive. <laughs> he lives in a van, and he's broke, and, and right. he, he can't I'm even hold like, his head straight. He's like like this. And that's I don't because understand how people function like that. I, I don't If I either. take a Benadryl, I'm done for the evening. <laughs> right. Yeah, like completely. Fine. Well, it's not for everyone. Well, could, yeah. you imagine, could you imagine doing drugs and then going on air and doing your show? Not even a little bit. Right. Not even so will you bit. do the traffic on WWL, right? Yes. So how did you get into that one? I actually have a wellness company called Footprints to Fitness, and um, right. we That's how do, I know you. Yeah, that's how I most people. I follow you. I follow you on That's uh, how most people something. probably Footprints know me if fitness. they know me. Yeah, um, because I see lots of great photos of you in, like, tight clothes, stretching. Uh, you know, if that's what attracts you to the page. <laughs> well, no, whatever it sells. shows up on my, is it Twitter? or I don't even know where that is. I don't is it know. Instagram? I don't probably. even know where I see it. 
on, I'm on most most platforms, but we create fun and unique experiences for people and try to make wellness accessible um, because that's not a thing. We have. Now you've all got of these. a great voice too, doesn't she, Bob? Yeah, I have she a very, does. I have a raspy voice and a good look too. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. So they saw what I was doing in the community and asked yeah. me to be a part of the morning show. So, it so they found you. WWL found you. It was very uh, surprising. Yes. I'm surprised <laughs> I never got a call from WWL. Are you, Bob? Surprised I'll try to line something up. I'll, move <laughs> Would you? I'll see what I can do. They just found you out of all the people in New Orleans. For real, though. Seriously. No, no. Very serious. And you yes. weren't on TV or radio or anything. Not you at all. You just had this. But they probably saw what I saw, which is all these great photos of you. Well, I appreciate super tight it. clothes. You know what? Where do you get those super tight clothes from? I like to shop local a lot, surprisingly. So um, there is a leggings company called Leg Candy that I really like. They actually make their um, leggings out of sustainable water bottles. So they recycle water bottles, which is pretty cool, and they use headbands. But I shop locally and, um, and nationally. Athleta, we partner with a lot. Um, so, Athleta. Yes. Okay. So Leg Candy, we have a couple of sponsors who make yoga clothes as well. That's cool. We have one. Should called Louisiana Legs. Have you seen that? I've heard of them. Louisiana Legs. I don't have a pair of their leggings, but we can get we can hook you up with those. I think you, you could should. do an endorsement because you're all there over you them. I feel like I have a good pair of Louisiana Legs. Let's have a look. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath those it's jeans. Cold <laughs> April, I bet you've met Lisa. Lisa who? Lumine. Oh, love her. Literally. Like she's, she's a character. Lisa Marie. Yes. Yeah. She's incredible. Who is she? I've never met her. But I know, I know her father, and uh, I've seen her on TV. Yeah. And we've communicated every now and then on Facebook. But uh, what does she do never on TV? Met her. She's done traffic around the city now. She um, works for iHeartMedia. Um, iHeartMedia. Well, I hope she has a backup job because that's going away apparently, right? I don't think so. You didn't Is hear there that? Isn't iHeartMedia owned by Clear Channel? Bob, you've got to know this, right? Last I heard, Clear Channel's uh, stock was down the crapper. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. A few days ago, and, uh, you know, they've, they've very much overextended themselves, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, what goes around comes around. It started when Billy Tozan <laughs> sponsored the, the uh, telecommunications bill in 1996, and all of a sudden the, the corporate corporations could own... As many as many stations, they can they can right. dominate an entire market. Before, that's what killed the whole radio business. Sure, that's exactly what killed it. And so, so what goes around comes around, and if they go belly up, so this would be a good time shucks. to buy. It. They are going to go belly up. They're going to go belly up in like at the end of April when because oh, they a shame. Oh, I know, isn't it great? <laughs> it's amazing, but all that's going to go away because the Bain Capital, which is Mitt Romney's company. Owns basically they own iHeartMedia and Clear Channel because Clear Channel owes them like billion, literally billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And Clear Channel suggested to Bain Capital that they sell them seventy. They, that Bain Capital should own seventy percent of iHeartMedia, seeing they owe them so much money that would save them paying it. And Bain Capital said, "What about we just own a hundred percent of it?" And they said no. And so now Bain Capital is just waiting them out till the end of April, and they're going to have to. Yeah, well. Take the, it over. So it's going to be interesting. The corporation might go belly up, but the stations will remain. The stations will stay, but you can buy one. What that will mean. Would you buy a radio station still? Uh, not an AM. Mm. No, well, nobody's sure. got an AM receiver. There are no AM stations, are there? <laughs> I did my whole career on AM. Well, um, almost all of it on AM. It's still in the car. But you can turn it on and listen to static. You? Yeah, but there's no music. <laughs> but, but if you buy a car really, today. That's shocking. I didn't realize that. Mm, what? Didn't realize what? That... There's no more AM stations? Really? Well, how would Is you that? listen to it? Well, there's no more AM music stations, really. Ah, it's all stations. either talk or uh, dollar a holler for, uh, by the 
pastors and uh, uh, sports and, no and network things and uh, syndicated. Yeah, but I, how I, would you I, listen to AM? Can you still get AM on if you bought a new car today? In your car? Well, yeah. you just do it in yeah. your car. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. They have receivers. But it's just there's so many different mediums now, you know. I mean, that's what radio is such a big problem is that you can listen to anything anywhere on your phone. So, right. yeah, why not just do that? Well, you guys made a CD. I see I have it in we my did. hand here. Cool. Yeah. And you can listen to it on your phone because nobody has CD players <laughs> well, right, anymore. Yeah, that's right. So why did you? I totally still have a CD player. Do you? I don't. Well, I can give is you it this a walk one. And in my car, I is believe, it? yeah. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. You must have a pretty old car. <laughs> no. Yes. It's 2015. Is it really? They're yeah, still making CD players in 2015. Okay, what is it? What do you drive? A Camry. Toyota Camry. Yes. 2015 with I've a CD I've had one for like 10 years. Really? You're gonna when, g- when, when, when I get rid of one, I just get that, another one. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a pretty big deal because you're the traffic person. So you must know it's, a lot about cars. Not really, actually. <laughs> Nothing? No. So tell us how that worked. Okay, go back to that for a minute. So you're doing your footprints in fitness, and you're... It's a wellness company, which is yes. like a workout thing, really. Or is it diet? It's more than working everything? out. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, body, mind, and soul. So we do a lot of working out. We do some meditation. We do fun things like cocktails and coloring, which would probably fit a lot here. Cocktails and coloring, <laughs> we can do it right on the thing. We literally use coloring books. You can either use abstract books or regular, um, you know, traditional coloring book coloring books. Captain America, Little Mermaid, whatever yeah. your style is, and drink. Is this something to do with, the, with the acid? No, this is no. just drinking. Just legal stuff. Just Where can you alcohol. find out more about this fun times? <laughs> On our website at footprintstofitness.com. Footprintstofitness.com. Yes. Now, what's coloring in got to do with fitness exactly? I well, that. think when? about the last time you colored. What? Think about when you did things as a kid. Okay. You played hopscotch. You rode your bike, you did all of these things that you probably never do anymore. When's the last time you picked up a coloring sheet and you started coloring? So it's pretty nostalgic and it kind of helps you just relax and calm down and connect with yourself again. So we try to find unique ways to tap into people's um, ability to reconnect with their body and just have fun. When you say we, who is this? So I have a, no, it's, I have a a small team of individuals. So it's me. I have a business partner who is also my fiance. So I'm keeping Ah, it in the family. And then we have a few instructors that uh, teach different classes or host different certifications around the city. Okay. When's the wedding day? You know, I have no idea whatsoever. I'm a very, very busy person. Well, who's your fiance? And everybody asks me all the time. What's your um, fiance's name? He would kill me if I said it. What? I'll call him Archer because he loves Archer. So that's like his. Archer. Okay. His, uh, have you, do, are you familiar with Archer, the cartoon? Nope. Really? Is it on Netflix? So no, it's on Comedy Central. Sterling? It's on Comedy FX. Central. Yeah, we'll okay, go yeah with I've Sterling. seen it. It's yes. on FX. C-Rock will know about oh, it. Oh, you would FX. love it. It is on Netflix. Yeah, H. John Benjamin's show. It yeah. is it's great. incredible. C-Rock knows everything. That's why oh, he's our no, fact. you got to turn to So this in. is it's your fiance's name is not Archer. No, but, but we'll you go can't with that. use his real name. For yeah, some we'll reason. go with that. We'll Why go with can't Archer. you use his real name? Because he's just because he doesn't public, like. Is he a being, public figure? No, he just doesn't like being talked about. And I want to respect that. Okay. <laughs> and he's a secret agent. Yeah, something like also, yeah. also the There's feds. That. The feds are always watching. <laughs> we got so, him. So he's getting married to a public. You weren't a public figure until a little while ago. When did you start doing the traffic? No, I've been at WWL for literally three months this week. Three months this week. Congratulations. So, yeah, thank okay. you. I'm intrigued. Like, so what were you doing before? When, I still uh, do. You paying attention, like, Chris? Before you became, they, they approached you, like, because they just found you. You must have been doing something to, like, get their attention, right? Well, I was a, so, uh, my background, 
in a nutshell. I've been in the uh, wellness industry for 15 years. That's crazy. So I'm like 20. No, not really 20, <laughs> but we'll go with that. Um, Everybody's I, start, I tell people I started when I was five. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I uh, was a teacher for 10 years, health uh, and PE. Uh, so I've taught at school. a few different schools okay. in the in the city. And um, I wanted to, I didn't get bored, but I just wanted to reach more people. I didn't Besides get bored. Students. Why do you take that to mean, you guys? Well, no. Most people when uh, most they, people would take that to mean you got bored. They leave a career when they get bored. No, I love teaching. I always love educating left it, people. Even though you loved it, you left it. Yeah, because sometimes what made you say you didn't get a, bored? A good fit. Because most people who leave their job, they're bored and it's they leave. True. I wasn't bored. I just wanted something more. And it's well, a stigma for teachers yeah, to leave I wanted to grow. three years after they teach because it's a hard profession. Totally. So I put my ten years. <laughs> All right. During that time, I started my wellness company because I taught at every major gym in the city, and I wanted to reach more people. So what are you teaching exactly in these gyms? Um, everything: yoga, Pilates, boot camps, you name it. I probably have taught it, or I know how to teach it at some point. Okay. And so I created Footprints to make wellness accessible. So we know we're uptown right now. We're uh, on Ferret Street. Many of these businesses are very expensive, some of them. Wayfair is pretty affordable, but yeah. you know that the gyms are, are located um, in the area and people who necessarily can't afford that, they go without wellness services. And I just wanted to create a platform and a community where wellness could be accessible. So either free or affordable. And so that's what- Well, that's pretty commendable, wouldn't you yeah. say? So yeah, I can come I color for free. Good. Well, not for free. <laughs> but it's affordable. But it's affordable. How much is affordable? It depends. So our, um, okay. I would say the most expensive thing that we have is probably $25 for a service. Um, so it, it's between free and, and yeah, $25. So I think it's really okay. important to make sure that people are aware that they don't have to pay $300 plus a month to stay healthy. It's just. Is that what it costs to belong to a gym? No, but some some places, if you go to boutique studios, sometimes it's like two to three hundred dollars to be a, a member of these locations. And you can't, which color is nothing's wrong with that. They don't have exactly. coloring. It. Hey, listen, I have to make you guys play a song right now. All right. So oh. get it get it together. Oh, I'm excited. Get organized, and then this is so how we exercise. Bob, Bob, do you do any working out at all? Who me? Yeah, you look you look fit. <laughs> Bob, what language one. are you speaking? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you look healthy. Well, thank you. Considering it's that all you started. in the jeans. It must be. What were you in the jeans, this? G E A N S? Yeah, G E N E S. All in the jeans. <laughs> all the jeans. Okay, so Burris is spelled B U R R I S. The album is called Meant to Be, and if you want to steal it, it's on Spotify and so on, That's right? Correct, so we don't yeah. have to pay for it's anything. Oh, you guys are on anywhere, Spotify. Awesome. It's anywhere on everything. You need to get your music for free. It's there. Okay. They don't like making money, really. <laughs> well, there's no way to make much money in the music business. But I was Unless surprised. You play I was, you guys. I was. I've never heard of this band until yesterday when Christian, our music director told me about they were coming on the show so I listened to them I'm shocked how good you are thank you I'm shocked that. how good it sounds for a band I've never heard of well you think you live in a music town where you hear about the music that's going on we have musicians on the show every single week the insane thing is like I bet I could list a bunch of artists that live in this city and make music that you might not have ever heard of because there's just it's such a deep place okay who are they let's write them on the uh, tablecloth <laughs> let's see the tasty trio the tasty how do like you spell tasty yeah just tasty yeah, t-a-s-t-y that's right don't tasty. make me spell on air please. trio i can spell <laughs> t-r-i-o okay who uh, are? um let's see what about jasmine bb she goes by jasmine jasmine bb no yeah. i don't know no, there you go that's no. one jasmine um, i'm writing it down bb Okay. We're going to see one tonight. Loose Willis. Loose Willis. Loose Willis. You like that? That's good. I know those guys. Be some funky bass. C-Rock knows them. C-Rock, who are they? 
Is that a McKenna sings for them? Um, I only know the bass player. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, that's pretty good. That's three we'd never Wait, is heard it, of. Is it Taylor? The bass player, Taylor? Yeah. Yeah, I know Taylor. Okay. Well, I saw him at a Bacchanal last week. Are you a connoisseur of music? Uh, C-Rock knows everything. That's so why he's the fact Just checker. label yourself as that, as that sure, number yeah. don't believe you. Gotta be. <laughs> Speaking of Bacchanal, there's Nutrio. That's a good band that plays there all the time. They Nutrio, play that that's play like the masculine version of Nutrio. Jazz. That's correct, yeah. <laughs> Nutrio, okay. So what are you guys going to play for us right now? We're going to do, uh, I wanted to do ones that we had like written since we've been in New Orleans. So this was a song that uh, I was walking outside my lady friend's house at the time. and, uh, and Lady we friend is a word down. we don't hear she, that I, often. Well, She's a dear friend. You bring her walking outside. Is she yeah, a romantic interest of yours? Uh, yes. Well, I might as well just say that. Yeah. Okay. So are you we'll kicking <laughs> me under the table, <laughs> April, on purpose, yeah. or that was I it? Hope, okay. I was hoping that, that if I said lady friend, it's okay. Lady friend is an old-fashioned gentlemanly. She's a dear friend of mine. Okay. Are you still dating her? No. Okay. What happened? So this is a sad song. Oh, it's about oh, that. Oh, it's a heartbreak. But it's situation. not. But the sad song didn't come from her. It came from the drifter man that was outside her house that saw me with my guitar in my hand, and he said, "Is that a guitar?" And I said, "Yeah." And he had like a forty ounce in his hand, and it's like eleven a.m. And he said, "You want to help me finish my song?" And I said, "No," but she said, "Yeah." So I was like, "Okay." So, <laughs> so we sat there, and he started spitting out these verses to this song, and I was like. Actually, this is kind of good. It was like a very Bob Dylan-esque kind of like long verses. And then he got to the hook, which was, Now I know why the willow's sad. Now I know why the willow weeps. Not for the love he never had, but for the love he couldn't keep. And I said, that was really good. So I recorded it in my phone, and I ran home, and I finished it. So I stole this song from a homeless man. Yeah, basically, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> in a nutshell. Ready? For the love he never had, but for the love he couldn't keep. 
Now I know why the willow says. Now I know why the willow weeps. Not for the love he never had, but for the love he couldn't keep. For the love he couldn't keep. For the love he couldn't keep. Very nice. Like, Thank you. Seriously. Isn't that surprising? I, no, like I was, I felt like I should have paid you for a concert uh, just now. That was incredible. If only everybody thought like you. Yeah, you wouldn't be starving. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That one was day, beautiful. one day, Bob Dylan will hear that song that you just sang, and you sound so much like him. He'll be saying, "When did I record that?" <laughs> I did say that that would be like the one song I'd sell and be totally okay. That's like the country song I wrote. I'm like, y'all can have it. That's beautiful. How long did it take you to write that? Uh, I went home after we met that guy uh, and then wrote it like that day. So it was like a oh my, well, it took about an hour. I, I know that was but amazing. But it's like I'm manifest. Your CD. They manifest over time, you, you know. So it's gotten better. That was awesome. How he you, helped. How do you? Uh, do, how did you decide to play that one? How do you know which which one to play on a day? That's like a this? we. I he doesn't really care. He's like, well, let's just do that one. Let's do that one. And I'm sitting at my like on my couch going like, no, I don't. Let's do this one because I'm trying to find things that represent us. And two is a hard right. number because it's like three. You get three chances. You know, like you can do a soft one, a fast one, one that you really like. But two was like. Two songs. Well, you want to do three? <laughs> if we have time, if okay. we run out of conversation, we'll do three. How about that? All right, well, we'll go for a second one, then you can play us out at the end with a third one. Yeah, How about that? That's great. That's it's also interesting because, like, on the album, there's seven of us. It's a seven piece band. Oh, wow. And then this is really stripped down. Yeah. But we do this sort of gig often, you know, um, just the duo. So, who manages the whole thing? Who's organizing it? Me. It's your band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Burris is my middle name, um, which is, is right? where it came from. We, we went through a couple different names, but once we found Burris, it works. And uh, it's kind of a cool, the idea is that, like, it starts with the songwriting, but then we have seven members in the band that were all music majors, classically trained, trained in jazz. So, like, when we come together, it can take a lot of different forms. We can play a jazz trio. We can play a seven-piece rock band. We can play just a duo thing. So that's the idea behind it is that. And are you making a living out of it, or are you still have day jobs, or what to do? We, we pretty much are. I teach as well. I teach private lessons. I love, you know, going... Share what I know to the little kids. Yeah, some guitar, hey, drums, that you kind of thing. Could join up with April and make that's that true. part you of could. the wellness. I'd be about it. Let's I do it. I am a lover of music and dance, so it's right up it's our good. alley of work. It's wellness, yeah. right? You can Absolutely. color outside the lines. You can play some guitar. Yeah. You can have a good so, time. So, Bob, when you were a music DJ, did you? I'm over here. Did you? <laughs> did, He's Bob too. Remember? Did you? Did you choose music, or was it given to you as a as a fate accompli, and you just play whatever's in front of you, or did you actually? It was a lot looser back then. Um, it had to go through your program director. He had to know what's being played, and basically we had this stack of records, and those were the ones we could choose from. But every now and then, you know, we'd sneak one in, and it was no big deal back then. It was so easy to get records played on the air. And I, I feel for you guys who have so much talent, uh, who, with, you know, and I don't really know how you get a song on the radio nowadays. In the old days, there were, each record label would have a local promotion person, and he would go on Monday to all the radio stations and say, hey, here's my three or four new records for this week. 
I want you to listen to him. So you'd have to sit there and listen to him with him. See, and you that's as where a DJ, you, you would have to sit there as a just a regular afternoon drive DJ. Mm-hmm. You every so all the DJs on the station would listen to this. Or do uh, they come no. and hit you up individually, or what? I was I was music director, and I would okay. listen to them with the promotion men and uh, make recommendations to the program director, and that's way that's the way he would know how to replace the okay. three or four that would come out every week. So you would decide that. And were you in involved in the days when they would bribe you with cocaine and hookers? <laughs> that's touchy. Well, yes. 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 Like like yes. Yeah, we have a lot of drug conversations. Right? It's quite possible I could have been aware of Things like that and how it was done. So tell us, uh, tell us Paola how that was, was not. Well, tell us how that was done. So a guy would come in with a bunch of <laughs> with these four, these four singles on a record, uh-huh. on records, right? They weren't tapes. Or, those are actual singles. And actual would, singles. And he would singles, put them on, yeah. and it would be like, who, who were the artists back then? Who can you think of? It was, oh goodness, in the sixties. Well, like Sly uh, and the Family Stone, for example. Yeah, Elvis, uh, the Beatles, Dave Clark Five. <laughs> so some guy comes in, a re- local record promoter in New Orleans, uh-huh. comes in with a Beatles, Beatles single. Yeah. <laughs> well, those, like he's they discovered were pretty, something awesome. They were pretty much uh, good to go. Yeah. yeah. So if, they, if the Beatles oh, put sorry. out a new record, you're going to play it. It was that. a run between all the stations to see who played it first. Yeah. Okay. We didn't even have to listen to it. The okay. first time you heard it was okay. on the turntable. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's cool. So who would be a more obscure band? Say that would like the Dave Clark Five or something. Uh, yeah, the Buckinghams. The Buckinghams. Uh, uh, Captain and Tennille in the seventies. Okay. Um, do you guys know these bands? I love Captain, Captain and Tennille. I've never heard of the Buckinghams. <laughs> Did y'all do local music back then as well? Because yeah. see, that's what we could do then that that can't be done now, and that's why mm. I've, my heart goes out to to bands like yours because you could bring your song to the radio station and be like any of the other promotion people and uh, let us listen to the song and that's what we're going to get to how this actually works Bob. So, <laughs> and Bob. you could take us out to lunch or yeah. you could fly yeah. us to Las Vegas so, <laughs> no, you know, I bet if you <laughs> still nobody does that now because you just it's independent artists just find an email and then you send the email to the program director and then that's it yeah. either they choose to do it or they don't I mean, but if I, I showed up to a station and was like I want to take you guys out to lunch here's our CD they'd probably be like hell yeah they, they would at least <laughs> give, give you the time of day but the yeah. good thing is that there's other platforms now that artists can use like Spotify like iTunes you can put your own music out there's so many independent artists now where that wasn't even a thing yeah, uh, yeah just right. I mean even 10 years ago that wasn't a, a thing that people mm. did on a regular basis but right. even that is a bit of a problem to a point because it's so oversaturated there's so and much music out there now people yeah. are just like their attention span you know if you're you, right like we put out we put out things we put out videos we put out recordings but at the end of the day it's like can we get a person to listen or pay attention to a video yeah. for more than 30 seconds so it's a gift and a mm. curse exactly <laughs> well the yeah. difference in the old days when bob was doing it was there might not have been many choices of things to listen to yeah but people did listen to them right? yeah yeah. You know, you had an audience at your station, so if you played something, people would listen to it. They'd go to the record store and buy the record if they liked it. Mm-hmm. So tell us what... So the guy comes in, he's got the stack of four singles. He's like, here's the Buckinghams, here's Captain and Tennille, and mm-hmm. here's the Beatles. So you listen to Captain and Tennille, and you go, well, this sucks, basically. Yeah, sucks. <laughs> so then how does he get you to play it? What, how, what is the transaction that goes on with the hookers and the blow at that point? How does how, how, how that conversation go? Exactly? I've heard that, uh, that blow was the... Uh, uh, new payola. Payola was in the 50s. That was Elvis Presley that got a washing machine. Yeah, for, <laughs> to play uh, to uh, Alan Freed to play Hound Dog 
He got a washing get, machine? Yeah, I, that hmm. was See, his that's payola. Practical. If I you're going to bribe me, bribe me with something like that. Someone hired me for a washing machine? I need one. A TV. That was pretty true story. Now, when I was music director, on one Monday we had a guy that came down from Motown in Detroit. And uh, I didn't know the guy, you know, he just had his appointment. So he came in at the right time, and we shook hands, and he put his briefcase on the desk in front of me. He didn't say anything. He just opened it up, and he had his record that he was promoting in there. He had a ton of cash in there and a forty-five. I got it. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. And uh, what are you supposed to make of that? <laughs> what did you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you and the intimation being, this is the money to play the single, and if you don't, I'm going to shoot you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's how you do business. That was the uh, that was the far end of the business. It was you know, mostly <laughs> mostly like lunches and just camaraderie. You, we knew them all like brothers, you, really. But do you take yeah. the money out of the briefcase in? Who me? <laughs> yeah, I would never do that. No, but do you remember the band? I, I would did. take the money before the 45, <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> but you did take the money, right? I mean, that's what happened in those days. Uh, I, I deferred that one to uh, the, my, my superiors. To call the there boss. Yeah, there you go. Don't let Grant get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no one's going to arrest you. Now there's a statute of limitations. Well, I was going to sure. say, what's the statute of limitations? It's got to be, no, right? I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but so I'm you sure, can be yeah. honest. I'm sure, I'm sure Motown didn't have any, you know, intentions like that. It was just a joke, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure it was just a stunt. Mm-hmm. Right. But, so, were you like a celebrity? I mean, you were like a star. Would you go places and people would know who you were? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But it, you know, it was just in South Louisiana, really. But yeah, but I mean, it, it was, was local. That was the whole thing. Cool, yeah. yeah. But, oh, but like a... April does, do people know who you are, April? Eh, After no. three months? No, some, but not really. Does anyone watch that thing? What time are you on the morning? Yeah, it's really, really early. It starts yeah. at 4.30 and it ends at 9. So, you, yeah, you have to be at work early. at 4.30. Before that. Oh, Lord. Yeah, you have to be at work before 4.30 a.m. Yes. What time do you have the to get in? The show goes on at 4.30. So you have to be there at like at 4 or something. And you have to look all beautiful and done up and ready to go. You know, that's what the people say. So I guess we have to I've yeah. always thought <laughs> I've always thought there'd be a great morning show if it was real. If everyone <laughs> yeah, was just, just bleary-eyed and, and still hungover. Because yeah. you would associate yeah. with it a little bit more. Yeah. I think it'd be more fun. <laughs> be, be well, I will tell you that this is the... the most makeup I've ever used in my life. Anyone who knows me, um, I am uh, so chill and relaxed. As far I like sweatpants and a t-shirt, that is my outfit of choice every single day. That's if a I could look. wear that. So the minute so what I get do you home, have to wear? You have to wear I'll, nice clothes and look. Yeah, presentable. I mean we dress professionally, of course. Right. Yeah. Okay. So how did you know what to do? What do you mean? How, how do you know how to do this? You were a fitness instructor, and before that, you were a school teacher. Yeah. And now suddenly you're standing in front of a camera and you're saying, I know, it's weird when you. Backed up over the I 10. When uh, you think about that, <laughs> honestly, it's just like so you run this podcast, you're talking to people. Honestly, that's what it is at the end of the day. You're just having a conversation. You just have to learn. Yeah, but no whatever. one gives a shit what I think about anything, but <laughs> this is a serious situation when you. You just have to learn what you're talking about. And then any of us can become an expert on something if we just put enough hours in. So you learn what you. What is the process? So you're standing in front of like a green screen or something? Or? Yes, it's it's really really weird. So people think that we're, there's actually a screen behind you where you're pointing to those things and they're actually on the screen and it's not. It's just one big green wall. And so, so you're standing in front of a green wall yes. and then you're looking at a monitor that's got the picture of the I-10 with traffic going on. And basically, it. I have to translate that. Uh, efficiently to You've everyone. You've got to put your to finger on the screen screen where you think. Are you looking at yourself then on that photo? Both. In the screen? You can, yeah. I mean, is there a monitor that you can see yourself? 
Yeah. So this is quite hard, actually. It's challenging. It was uh, different. But right. once you get the hang of it, it's pretty pretty easy. Yeah. And are you enjoying it? I am. I guess you have to say that. No, 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 no. I'm, look, I'm a completely honest person, and I don't do things that I don't enjoy in life in general. So if I wasn't enjoying it, I wouldn't be doing it. So what, when they came to you, what did they say they were looking for? Um, so I actually won an award for what I was doing with my wellness company. And they thought, thank what you, I it? appreciate it. It was a millennial award. I don't know if you guys have heard of the millennial award. Well, these system. guys are millennials. Yeah, uh, we need to get into yes. that. How do we I'm do on that? The, the middle inside of the millennials, I guess. Um, the Spears Group, they're amazing. They host Fried Chicken Fest, if you guys, you probably have heard yes. of that. Um, that was like the first time last year, I think, was Fried Chicken Fest. Last year. So they had, well, 2017 technically was the second year. So. This is the Spears Group. The Spears Group, yeah, they're amazing. And so they do a bunch of different events in the city. Um, they have dinner en blanc, which is like an all-white party that uh, they host in different cities. I don't so think that's legal anymore, by the way. <laughs> Not that kind of white, but you know. An all-white party. <laughs> what so do you mean by all-white? Everyone wears all-white. Oh, you have to wear white yes, clothes? Yes, wear white. Okay. And they really do it. Don't invited. show up in anything other than white. <laughs> yeah, all no, white you'll stand out. Stand out you'll completely much, stand out. I mean, head to toe, everyone's white. So okay. the Spheros Group, they, they basically they host uh, the Millennial Awards. And, and what are they? They're a PR Yep. company. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, they thought that I would be a, a good fit. The station yeah. thought that I would be a good fit and kind of just took it from there. Definitely not something that I planned to spend my 2000, uh, end of 2017 yeah. and beginning of 2018, but it's been a, a complete blessing. And I'm still able to run my wellness company full time, which is great because I love educating people on how to be balanced in New Orleans. I tell people all the time, my favorite meal is five pounds of crawfish, an order of beignets, and a snowball. And people look at me like I'm crazy. They're like, well, you're supposed to be healthy. Yeah. I'm a native so New Orleanian. I've never lived anywhere else. So it's insane that you would think that New Orleanians, or you know, people, if they're transplants or if they're from here, that you you can say you never can eat crawfish again or you can never eat crawfish etouffee. That's unreal. So you have to find a way to live in this amazing city that has a ton of unhealthy food and we have amazing cocktails and bars and learn how to live amongst all of that chaos, wow. but in the best way possible. Are you going to write a struggle? Yeah, it's awesome. It is. It's like the struggle is real. Wellness is such a great word for it. It's about wellness. Yeah. You can eat happy, not just healthy. Absolutely. You can be balanced. So as long as you do everything um, have you got, in moderation. Have you got a diet that includes cocktails and crawfish etouffee? Absolutely. For real? Yeah, no, for well, real. Well, you've got to write a book then, because you could be super wealthy. <laughs> you won't have to do the traffic you, for too much you might, You're giving me an idea here. Yeah. <laughs> i got to find a publisher. <laughs> cocktails and crawfish tails. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Good title. If you could write that, if you could write a make a diet book that, allow, that allows that you allow to people indul to eat everything the New Orleans yeah. diet. Yeah, are you saying you're done with traffic at 9.30 in the morning? You got the whole rest of the day, you can write a book. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, uh, really? Wait, you're not like, doing you anything doing? else. <laughs> Along with running everything. Yes, correct. Yeah. So you, you're, not, you're not making this up. This is true. You can, stay no. in, you can stay in the kind of shape you're in I'm, and eat again, and drink anything you want. If somehow, I could have crawfish, beignets, and a snowball every single day, that is not an exaggeration. I would eat that. Now... I can't eat that every day, but I do eat it. Well, frequently. it's not crawfish season all year, so yeah, you can't you're right it. about that. But so you it's could eat beignet season all year. Totally right. Correct. <laughs> you are correct about that. So yeah, it's all about. I mean, life is about balance. People don't think about wellness as they think about just being skinny or being fit. But what are you doing it for? You have to feel good and look good, also. 
So something as simple as buying a new outfit that's completely connected to wellness. When you were, you, know, in you, the you, you were a sensation as well. I was right? many moons ago. Now I'm old. I tell people that all the time. But I did it when I was in college. I think it would be really hard um, as an adult with uh, a job and a career to do it. But it's definitely something that was amazing when I was in college. To be a sensation? Yeah, it was cool. I, and I was dedicated. I tell people all the time. I was there when people were still leaving during the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had to. Do you get paid to be a sensation? Is that a job? You do. Yeah, it's a job. Do you get to fly around with the team and go? No. Um, so all NFL teams, unless there's something specific, like if they want to send them to a playoff game or, game or obviously the Super Bowl, which is uh, – something that is unheard of for many teams they will fly the team out there but for most for the most part all of the cheerleaders or dance teams okay. cheer the home games what's the um what's the relationship between the saint stations and the players like do you, um what, are I there anyone dating anyone yeah no i don't i don't know what it is right now i'm sure that well, there's still no fraternizing yeah there I mean, wasn't it's just a, it's just like a, a job was, just when you work with no people that's probably frowned upon <laughs> But there was no fraternizing. No. There's not like a Sunday night thing after the game where everybody goes no. to a club. I mean, we went out with each other, like, and not out the team. <laughs> but no the one's, there's no, there's no sensation dating players. Not like no. doctors and nurses. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Nothing like that. Surprising. Do you mind if I ask what year no. you were? I was on the team from 2004 to 2007. Okay, cool. So right when Drew Brees came on. I uh, I left, and it was only because I had to have ankle surgery. That's it. Otherwise, Did you? I would have stayed. Yeah. Why? Uh, I went, funny story, so I hurt myself all the time. I'm, you know, I'm in the wellness industry, but I use my body a lot. And I wish I had these epic stories to tell, but sometimes it's just like, oh, I turned my ankle wrong and then it, it broke or something like that. But this is pretty cool. I went snowboarding for the okay. second time, and I was going down a very, very steep hill, and I basically turned one way in my body turned the other way and mm, kind of hurt a snap but a, i iced oh. my ankle immediately because i just took some snow and i tossed it in my boot good thank <laughs> yeah wow that sounds painful though oh it was not awesome. i'm gonna have you guys play another song all right but before we do that i'm going to tell you about the well you can actually pick up your guitar and play when you play something behind me while i Ooh. do a couple of announcements like here church, yeah. yeah like church very similar to church Take actually us to church. okay so uh Chris Harkeppel from Burroughs is going to play something while I tell you about these people who made today's show possible. Basics Swim and Gym. We can get a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout and yoga clothes with style. You can get a bikini, a one-piece to cover-up. In fact, everything you need for beach and poolside is at Basics Swim and Gym. It's right next to the lingerie store, Basics Underneath on Magazine Street. Near Jefferson Avenue, thanks to Hangover Destroyer. Hangover Destroyer is the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. If you go to the Hangover Destroyer website, it's hdestroyer.com, and you write the words happy hour in the coupon code, you'll get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer, and you too can seize the dawn. And thanks also to Louisiana Legs that make workout and yoga clothes with designs that incorporate photographic art, like Mardi Gras beads, boiled crawfish, wrought iron in France and caves in China. You can find Louisiana Legs on Facebook and Instagram, and you can buy Louisiana Legs on Etsy. That's a lovely piece of guitar playing, isn't it? I think that makes everything sound gorgeous. <laughs> what do you call that, just messing around? Uh, that was an old song. It was called A, about my sister. It's called A? We don't play it anymore. Oh, really? Do you have B, C, D in the rest of the alphabet, or just have the one sister? <laughs> Actually, yes. My sister's name is Andrea. Brother's name is Billy. My name is Chris. 
Oh, boy. My little brother's name is David. <laughs> wow. Did they do that? Your parents are a bit wacky. Are they angrily weird and retentive? Or? It was an accident at first, no. but then they followed it. They kept going. Yeah, it was like, what point did they things. discover the accident at? What, what well, my dad's child? name is William, so Billy, Andrea was, I'm not even sure who she was named after, but Billy, you know, is actually William, but then he's Billy. And then Chris, I was named after my, like, one of my cousins. And then they were like, oh, ABC. And so, after a cousin. So when Dave, but it worked. But when David, when my <laughs> little brother came, he was. <laughs> I'm from Indiana, actually. Are you? That sounds like a Mississippi story. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all they related to people out to their cousins in Indiana, too. <laughs> what city are you from in Indiana? Indianapolis. Okay. And you came to school in Louisiana? I, yeah, I was, I was raised in Lafayette, uh, right down the road. So we, we, went, we went from Indianapolis and then moved down to Lafayette when I was one. Lafayette, so, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Don't say you're ah. Are you a Saints fan? I'm a Saints fan. I don't associate with Indiana. I was only there for a year. So that doesn't really count, but that's a very... Well, you asked, so... Well, (laughs) I guess I did, but... So it's a terrible thing when you were born somewhere, but you had no relationship to it. So now you spend the rest of your life telling people you were born in Indiana. That's true. It doesn't mean anything to you. It's not a great city. You're like a dreamer. Yeah, Yeah, I guess. You're like a DACA recipient. Well, maybe I should just tell (laughs) people that... I'm from Lafayette. I would. I just say that. I would say that because it's, it's irrelevant that you've. Well, where are you from originally? Born and raised in New Orleans. Here. Yeah. Okay. Can I clap into the mm-hmm. mic? Yes, you can clap. Into Thank the you. Microphone. Snaps. It was my parents' pleasure. And Bob, <laughs> Bob, too. Where are you from? Here. I'm well. from Baton Rouge. You're from Baton Rouge. You were right. born and raised in Baton Rouge. Right. Uh, you've got so the best hair in the whole, uh, oh, yeah, whole show. For he sure. always wins. <laughs> yeah. Very nice <laughs> hair. Yeah. So even who, though who I'm relatively new to New Orleans, I still feel like I have a. It's way more home court than a lot of people who are here, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I grew up, like, I've had family here, so I've been, you know, coming here since I can remember. Right. We welcome everyone. Oh, right. Right. What kind of memory do you have? A pretty good memory? Uh, you know, some things. Right. <laughs> well, you got, a, you got a 30 on your, what was that score? That's yeah, dude, did you really get a 30? Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's a 30 on Your first try? Uh, second try. I should have hired you to take my ACT. We should ask everyone in the band what they got. I bet you I got the lowest score. What did you get, Chris? I got a 26. Uh, 20, I, I got a 29. 29. That's yeah. pretty good. So, yeah. C-Rock got a 29. You guys want to lane. Thomas? Thirty-two. Thomas oh, is smarter shit. than everybody here so That's far. That's insane. And look where he's ended up. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes to show. What are you doing with your 30? Hanging here. out with this guy. He's <laughs> playing a rock and roll band. Do you remember, Bob, what you got for your ACT? Oh, no. They didn't no, have I, it back then. They didn't have it back then? No, I don't think they April, did. April, what did you get? That was the a stone sick, age. I t- y'all, I'm not good at standardized tests at all. If you ask me any questions, I know everything as okay. far as like if I'm if I'm knowledgeable about it. I got I took it three times. I got a 16, a 17, and then a 17. Oh. <laughs> that does sound bad. Which crazy because standardized tests it really it's is. There's flawed, so you know, so many challenging. Kids yeah. learn in but so many different ways. But you're not stupid. That's just the way. Well, I mean, I would like to think like that I was fairly educated. You don't right. have to be necessarily well, smart. You just have to be a good test taker to exactly. pass. Exactly. And that's I was a good test what taker. I wasn't. It doesn't really mean anything other you, than that. So really, it goes to show you. But don't you have to know shit? Well, you just have to not think about it too much, honestly. Like, people who are bad test and takers, I have test it's anxiety. because they, yeah. they freak out about it. They question right. everything. So I all of you guys that are I didn't care enough for that. I just so was like, okay, cool. Thomas is no okay, smarter cool. than April, is what you're saying. <laughs> Even though he got well, double, he got double her score. You can yeah. kind of get so, really well, far so, being really stupid, though. What, does, <laughs> what do these things actually test, then? Test-taking skills, really. Exactly. So, yeah. But don't you have to get a certain score to get into medical school and yes. so on? So it's not fair. At everybody all. in medical school who's your doctor who's got your life in their hands is actually just as stupid as you. Well, I wouldn't go that far, huh? 
<laughs> well, we? that's what we're intimating here, isn't it? The I, only reason I they go to like, medical school is because they know how to test. It can't be true. Well, I mean... Some people are good at memorizing things as well, or, you know, they're just good at... at Test-taking skills, process of elimination. It must Being test an expert in oh, one yeah, thing I mean, doesn't mean you function well at life in general. No, no, no. I'm not <laughs> saying that at all. No, you can still yeah. be dysfunctional and be a drug addict. Yeah. For example, but or, or be a doctor and not have common sense. Yes, right. but still, these tests where you get 30 and 26 and 29 or 17 twice, they must test <laughs> more than wow. test-taking <laughs> skills. They do. You're they right. They must have it's, some it's relevance. It's supposed to be common knowledge, and I think it's like a generalization. But, of yeah. course, people, I mean, a lot of the general public or kids that are learning can figure out how to work it and know the material and get past it. But there are leaves a few behind, like some savants or other people that learn differently. Like, I'm a visual like, learner. That's, right. I mean, if you show me something once or twice, I'm pretty much going to get it. So never is like that. So all of you guys that made under a 20 under your ACT, you can still live a normal life. And Amen. be successful and be a TV star. Um, I don't know about that, but, you know, no, I'm just kidding. Not everybody can be on television, but 17, that doesn't sound very good compared no, to No, it was 30. horrible. And what happened to you when you got that test? Were you all depressed and want to kill yourself as a teenager? After the third, third time, I was just like, well, yeah, I just this. I'm gonna do something. wasted my mom's money and my parents' money <laughs> what and did, yeah. take this test. What did you think was going to become of you after you got those terrible scores? Oh, no, I gonna... knew I was going to be completely fine. I mean, I ended up going to college and I did really well, so... So it doesn't... Stop yeah, getting no. into college at all. Well, I mean, now probably, yeah. You, to, you probably can't get into college with an ACT score well, like that. There now. are certain schools well, you can't yeah. or can get into right. depending on your ACT score. But you can also take other, you could take the PSAT. Yeah, like you, you could, can you take know, other things. SAT, or like if you your can, GPA is really good. I mean, if you have yeah, a 3.9 for, for your sure. GPA and then you have a 20 on your ACT. Maybe the name of the game is not like necessarily intelligence or test taking skills, but knowing how to work the system. You could probably get anywhere if you're smart enough and know the right way to go. Or we'll could, just you know, hire Bob number two to take all of our tests. Or you, could, you, walk into, you could walk into an exam with a briefcase with a gun and a bunch hey, of you go. Yeah. cash and a couple I of records in it. I guarantee you that'll work. It's a gun. I okay. wish that it was a 40, a rec, like a 45 record instead of a gun. That's, wouldn't that have been better? Well, the 45 records were on one side of the briefcase. The 45 gun was, <laughs> was on, on the, the other, other side, side. And the pack of money was in the middle. <laughs> Thank goodness been, we didn't have cell It would have been so thing. cool if you pulled the gun out and shot the guy. Oh, my goodness. Wasn't that April? He was bigger than me. It would be on the news. That's what you'd have his gun and he'd be dead. (laughs) I don't know. Well, that's a different story. (laughs) What are you guys going to play here? We're going to do a song called Ash Tree. And uh, it's about... You know what, Bob? I want you to decide because you're the DJ. So can we? Should we do a song uh, that's called Ash Tree? That's about one of my ex-girlfriends living down by Lafouche, or should we do a song that we wrote about living in New Orleans and drinking and having a good time? There you go. Okay. That's the way I made That's it through fun. college. We didn't have the ACT and all that. We drank our way through, and the night before exams, we stayed up all night and crammed. And that went on for years and years. All right, well, then this song is about Bob's life. When oh, he yeah. was growing up. This, we wrote this for you. Go on with your bad self. <laughs> What's this one called? It's called uh, Over You. And it's about just living in New Orleans and not caring anymore and getting over all the past things and relationships you had. It's so. going to be good. Walking down the street Laughing and drinking Dipped in my stare No more heavy thinking 
got my friends We're just laughing and drinking Feeling loose Yeah, we're getting it Feeling I used to wish our eyes would meet One last time Over candlelight And a bottle of wine Now I think it's best to focus on something new Like my brand new dancing shoes and my music too Well, it's one last sad song from this lonely soul And it's tears of joy and happiness through and through No more cramps in my style, no more cracks in my smile Cause I'm feeling good, I'm feeling over you Spotted cat is thumping with that old New Orleans sound There's beautiful people walking all around Grab myself a whiskey and I shuffle to the center Dancing on my own never felt so much better I used to wish our eyes would meet one last time With Louie in the limelight and our feet falling in line Now I think it's best to focus on something new Like my new best friends and my funky fresh crews Well, it's one last sad song from this lonely soul Then it's tears of joy and happiness through and through No more cramps in my style No more cracks in my smile Cause I'm feeling good I'm feeling over you Well, it's one last sad song From this lonely soul And it's tears of joy and happiness through and through Ooh, There's no more cramps in my style No more cracks in my smile That's beautiful, man. Brought a tear to my eye. Did it bring you back? Yeah, <laughs> brought all my college days stage. back. Nothing yeah. like a good drinking song. Oh, my goodness. That was That's Burris' motto. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. That is stupendous, isn't it? No, I, I mean, I, am like, really? I feel like I should, again, like not even be, in, I feel like I'm on cheating the same planet. on 
Yeah, no, that was really uh, amazing. You know, you your style kind of reminds me of Jason Mraz a lot. Yeah, I listen to him all the time. You can totally <laughs> tell about that you're influenced, but I'm a, like a, a music head so much, and I love different genres of music. That was incredible. Thank you. Seriously, yeah, I, you guys are fucking. You talented. gotta you gotta come to one of our classes or events and play while people are working out. Seriously, we that was incredible. That's, That's quite like an invitation. Yeah. <laughs> you could either play jazz those first the, or you could just come to it. Those are the yeah. only two good songs we have. Everything else is terrible. Oh, no. No. Just do that. <laughs> so when did you discover you could sing like that? Um, I The earliest memory I have of singing is like being in my room listening to Simple Plan and singing along with the CD or like Good Charlotte, like old punk rock. Uh, well, old punk rock for me, at least. <laughs> well, you're just you know, I wasn't listening to AZDC, but, but, um, but yeah, so I think just like singing along that and then the first time I really ever sang publicly was in eighth grade for my eighth grade day. I sang a Green Day song well, and it went well and it was like being on stage was like the cap. it was just right. that captivating moment of doing it it was like I knew that's what I wanted one of my first performed uh, one of my first performances we played a Green Day song as well yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and like in junior beta I think I, I played guitar at that time so uh, what well, made you start playing the bass because that's such a unique okay, uh, I mean it's not like you can like carry that around and just okay. learn how to play it anywhere <laughs> so well I didn't start playing upright bass until uh, like senior year of high school um, my high school, they bought an upright bass and they wanted me to join their uh, their wind ensemble. I was already in band. I was in I was on drumline, and uh, I was playing electric bass some too. But I started playing bass in middle school because uh, we didn't have a band in my middle school, um, and I started. I finally convinced my parents to uh, let me take guitar lessons about seventh grade, and then they hired the guy who was teaching me guitar to uh, start a band program at my middle school. And then so my eighth grade year was the first year we had band. And since it was new, there was no tuba players. There was like one trombone player. And, you know, he sucked. He, was, yeah, he just started playing, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, my, uh, so one day in like guitar lesson, my uh, teacher was like, hey, would you mind, you know, playing this concert, playing the tuba parts on bass? You know, it's the same as guitar, less strings. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, of course, because I just wanted to play. So I learned for that. I learned the music for that concert. Uh, I mean, I I memorized. I just went home and like did all my homework and just memorized it, so I nailed it. And the rest was history. And uh, right. at the end of it, a friend's dad was like, y "You're a good bass player. You know, there's there's like plenty of guitar players. There's not enough good bass players. You could probably do it playing music." It's completely underrated. And it's just it sets one of those like of the foundation of the zone. But don't right. you have to have the right personality to play bass? Which is you like got to be like. I feel like you got to have that. Which is like the embod yeah. embodies that personality. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, the bass is one where like you grow into the role because we were talking about this earlier. I feel like uh, most people. Your ear doesn't tend to the bass unless you teach it to, unless you train yourself. Yeah. For most people, you know, so so even learning to play that instrument, like it took years of studying music and to figure out what I should be doing while I was doing it. So what know? are the other five guys doing in this band? They're horn players. Yeah, we have a, a violin player who's a Russian. He just got his wow. visa, so he's here for another three or four years. That's good. Okay. That's a celebration. Right. He loves to drink. So we're gonna go get really drunk with him yeah. this week for a celebration. Uh, we have a sax player. Out from Philly, we've got a drummer who's on tour right now with Samantha Fish, um, and then a keyboard player named Ben from Baton Rouge as well. Okay, so we can steal the stuff off of Spotify and YouTube and so on. The band is called Burris, B-U-R-R-I-S. Where can we come and hear you play live? Uh, on Friday, we'll be at Oak Wine uh, doing an acoustic set there. Okay. I love it. Saturday, Gossip Gossa. And then in, all throughout February, you can catch us on Thursdays at Balcony Music Club. On Do you French have a Club. website where people yeah. can look up our website? BurrisMusic.com, B-U-R-R-I-S, music. Okay, and we'll put a link to it on our website, too. 
Yeah. On itsneworleans.com. Well, this, I'm really glad to have found you guys, aren't you? Yeah. Bob, yeah. one question. Would you have put them on the radio? Definitely, yeah. 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 Amazing. Right. Because in the 60s, it was it's kind of folk music-oriented, and uh, like Bob Dylan, like you said, and that was the trend back in the 60s. You could walk right in with a folk sounding you, well, song that's going in so our bio on the website exactly. <laughs> did you yeah, have to definitely. play crap that you didn't like just because someone was paying yeah. you or you ever it? heard of the osmonds oh, <laughs> <laughs> try playing them sit down in a room for three hours a day and play that twice during the three hours every day for about 10 weeks <laughs> and then a new one comes we'll in when that one gets it. the osmonds out. that was donnie and marie osmond uh -huh. That was the worst one. That's the one that sticks in your mind as the worst record you ever had to play. Pretty much, yeah. Hope they're but, not listening. But there were bunches of them, really. They came out of the woodwork. Yeah. More bad ones than good ones. Yeah, yeah but you had to play them because even if you didn't, so you, did you have any credibility in those days or did you play them because you think the audience wanted to hear them or you played them because you had to play them? Oh, if we played them, uh, people thought they were cool. So they had to be cool, so they went out and bought it. So, but this one, they so, didn't you, so you had the credibility as a, as a DJ. If you played it, it was called by definition. Mm -hmm. So why did you play some crap like the Osmonds? Were you being paid to do that? Um, Just well, again, it goes back to the uh, friendship we had with some of the promotion. Right. Men so it was corruption. Because uh, <laughs> you didn't believe in it. You just did it for the money. Some weeks, that's all you had to pick from, and you had right. to throw it I in. I mean, that still is a huge, like, the music industry is like that. You, If you know the right people, you have enough money, it doesn't really is matter the product like sometimes. It's still yeah, of like course, that. you're right. Like, <laughs> it's like it, you were talking it, about yeah, the ACT, right. it's just working the system. Yeah, right. Yeah, but what, what April said was, was totally correct about uh, uh, the music nowadays is online. Yeah. That's right. the direction of the future, because uh, during the years these corporations have been in control, for since 1996, um, there would be somebody at the top of the ivory tower that would make the decision. Okay, we're we're going to take this record and we'll put it on all 1,000 of our stations. Right now, if that's not a bid for possible corruption, I don't know yeah. what is. I don't think In fact, radio will ever go away though. I still listen to radio. Over the years, I made friendships with a, a lot of the 60s and 70s singers, working with them, emceeing them mm -hmm. and all. And uh, one particular group that was very, very popular uh, back in the earlier days, he said, look, we, we just cut a new album. How can we get it played on the radio? And I said, I don't know. Nowadays, I don't know. I don't know who you got to grease the palm with or who you bring it to or I don't know. And it's a shame it has to be that way because yeah. it was so... Free. Yeah. Your song could have been played back then, really. It's still so can, guys. Yeah, sorry you guys are born <laughs> the wrong generation. Right. Now you're going to have to spend you a can life do it. in poverty. Uh, th this good stuff rises to the top somehow. It finds a way out. Oh, yeah. yeah this is really great, this stuff. Thanks. It's, it's been so great to meet you. What an inspirational uh, podcast. This That's Chris, <laughs> Chris Hockeppel and Bob Kling from the band Burris. And the legendary Bob Walker has been here as well. Thank you so much, Bob. It's been great to meet you. I've listened My to your pleasure. voice over the years. Many, 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 hundreds of thousands of times. Thank w you. It's still on WTIX. They're still running those tapes, if you No, no, no. Oh, mm, the, the WTIX I worked for was AM. 
The Don't, one that's out there now is FM, oh, and I have different. no connection with them. And they're not replaying all those old shows of yours? I don't know what they're it playing. Sounds I don't like listen. they're replaying old shows. <laughs> we should get them uploaded on And YouTube. April Dupree has been here as well, who's the traffic reporter on WWL, and also you can find her footprints to fitness Correct. all over the internet. It's easy to find. Thank you so much for joining us, and thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks for having us. It's, awesome. it's, it's been a great hour. That's been happy hour for another week. Thanks very much, our producer of our show. Hey, you guys want to play me out here? That would be great. Yes, play something behind me while I do these credits. The producer of our show is Graham DuPonte. Our associate producers are Alison Moon and April Stolf. Christian Oner is our music director and John Valois is our music producer. Thomas Walsh is our technical director. And our Facebook live feed director is Asher Griffith. Andrew Searock. Searock is our fact checker and social media connector. And our theme music is currently being played by the guys from Buras at this show opening theme was played by Mitch Foreman which you can find at mitchellforeman.com if you'd like to be on our show and you can stay sober and upright for about 60 minutes drop us a line, our address is on our website it's neworleans.com where you can also check out many other shows we make here including lots of hours of happy hour that remain on our website from previous weeks, out to lunch with Peter Raschuti live from Commander's Palace Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker and our award winning podcast called Death the Podcast named one of the top 40 podcasts in America in 2017. You can find all those on instantwellness.com or on any podcast app anywhere. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and it's batonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter and a bunch of other time sucking social media as well. And all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Alison Moon. If you listen to this on your favorite podcast app, thank you for subscribing to us. Take a moment if you've got one to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street in New Orleans. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Andrew Duhon is going to be back here next week. He's on the road. In the meantime, you can find out exactly where he is at andrewduhon.com. And he has a new album coming out in April. We'll tell you more about that next week as well. Thank you so much for joining us from behalf of me and everyone around the table here at INO Broadcasting at the, and at Wayfair. Thanks for joining us. I'll uh, see you next week. In the meantime, see you later. <laughs> Beautiful.